Welcome to Thoughts on the Market. I'm Andrew Rubin, Morgan Stanley's Latin America retail and e-commerce analyst. Along with my colleagues, bringing you a variety of perspectives, I'll be talking about the outlook for global e-commerce in the years ahead. It's Thursday, May 12th at 2 p.m. in New York. Amid rising interest rates and persistent inflation, we've seen quite a lot of debate about the health of the consumer and the effect on e-commerce. If you couple those factors with consumers' desire to return to in-person experiences as COVID recedes, you can see why we fielded a lot of questions about what this all means for e-commerce growth. To answer this question, Morgan Stanley's internet, e-commerce, and retail teams around the world drew on both regional and company-level data to fashion what we call the Morgan Stanley Global E-Commerce Model. And what we found was that the forward-looking picture may be more robust than some might think. While stay-at-home trends from COVID certainly drove outsized e-commerce growth from 2019 to 2021, we found the trend should stay stronger for longer, with e-commerce set to grow from $3.3 trillion currently to $5.4 trillion in 2026, a compound annual growth rate of 10%. And there are a few reasons for that. First, the shift toward online retail had already been in place well before the COVID acceleration. To put some numbers behind that, e-commerce volumes represented 21% of overall retail sales globally in 2021. That's excluding autos, restaurants, and services. So, while the rise of e-commerce during the first year of COVID in 2020 is easily explained, the fact that growth persisted in 2021, even on a historically difficult comparison, is evidence in our view of real behavioral shift to shopping online. Another factor that supports our multi-year growth thesis is a trend of broad-based e-commerce gains even for the highest penetration countries and categories. As you might expect, China and the U.S. represent a sizable 64% of global e-commerce volumes, and these countries are the top drivers of our consolidated market estimates. But we see higher growth rates for lower-penetrated regions, such as Latin America, Southeast Asia, and Africa, as well as categories like grocery and personal care. Interestingly, however, in our findings, no country or vertical represented a single outsized growth driver. Looking at South Korea, which is the global leader in e-commerce, we expect an increase from 37% of retail sales in 2021 to 45% in 2026. For the electronics category worldwide, which leads all other major categories with 38% penetration, we forecast penetration reaching 43% in 2026. And while there are some headwinds due to logistics in certain countries and verticals, we believe these barriers will continue to come down. Another encouraging sign is that globally, we have yet to see a ceiling for e-commerce penetration. We identify three fundamental factors that underpin our growth forecasts and combine for what we see as a powerful set of multi-year secular drivers. First, logistics. We see a big push towards shorter delivery times and lower cost or free delivery. The convenience of delivery to the door is a top differentiating factor of e-commerce versus in-store shopping, and faster speeds can unlock new e-commerce categories and purchase occasions. Second, connectivity. Internet usage is shifting to mobile, and smartphones and apps are increasingly the gateway to consumers, particularly in emerging markets. And these consumers, on average, skew younger and over-index for time spent on the mobile internet. And third is marketplace. We see a continued shift from first-party-owned inventory to third-party marketplace platforms connecting buyers and sellers. For investors, it's important to note that global e-commerce does not appear to be a winner-take-all market. And this implies opportunity for multiple company-level beneficiaries. In particular, investors should look at companies with forecast share gains, exposure to higher growth categories, and discounted trading multiples versus history. 
Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, please share thoughts on the market with a friend or colleague or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find the show. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you.